<laughs> All right, what's up? Welcome to what we binge, but we haven't changed the name yet. Uh, <laughs> we were just talking about uh, Paramount Plus, which yeah. I um I have a free trial of right now. Nice. Uh, I've been playing the real world Homecoming in the background, but I, I realize I'm not getting the full effect because I wasn't alive when the first season of the real world happened. So well, you, you were a child. You were yeah. you, you, you like I was a child at the time, and like I I, I like I didn't get the. In general, I don't get the the attraction towards like reality TV, except for like those competition shows. Like I saw yeah. Tough as Nails the other day, and yeah. I was like, "That that's the shit, man." And <laughs> <laughs> but then like all this thing about like uh, young people living in the same house. Oh wow! Yeah, I could I could never get into those growing up. But then after watching this and looking up some stuff about the real world, apparently when it first started, it was a lot more of like just a documentary of being young in the 90s and that's like mm -hmm. as far as it went like it didn't become like the sex fest and like drama fest that well, reality yeah. tv is now until later yeah like even because like wasn't was real world what channel was that was it mtv or something it was else? mtv was mtv like even even back then like mtv when you look at some of the old music videos like the christina aguilera like old videos I saw an old, like one that came out, I guess, you know, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was surprised at how much like, how much more like racier the music videos used to be. Like yeah. now it's, it's a bit more in a safe area. There's a lot less nudity or a lot less like, yeah. now it's more like themes, right? So like that little, little Nas X, like, yeah. you know, sa satanic like exploration. There's yeah, more like, like thematic ooh, inspiration. Like if you grew yeah. up with like Marilyn Manson and stuff, you see that video and you're like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's okay. I think a lot, personally, I haven't seen it, but yeah. uh, I saw snippets of it here and there because like people are talking, people are talking about it. And I was like, that doesn't seem, I mean, like, it doesn't seem like something that I would necessarily like go on like, yeah, this is amazing. Cause like, yeah. I'm not a huge little S X fan. Yeah. But uh, I don't see, I understand why some people would be like pissed off about that, but I'm still like, hey, you know, it's just a music video, guys. Yeah. But, I think uh, music videos, like, it, 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 music videos nowadays have come to this like artsy middle point of what it's supposed to be because yeah. like there's no shock value anymore. Like yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of going back to like, you know, when Elton John and Queen and, you know, David Bowie had music videos, I was just expressing it. But yeah, around the time that and MTV. When you go out in the star, man. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I wish I could. I, I, we need some David Bowie fans on here. I get I get roasted ah, quite regularly for not being able he to. He knows uh, what we're doing and he knows when you're uh, naughty. I don't know. I can't remember. But he, like, he used but, to live in Berlin. Like, he used to live. Um, near like five minutes from where i used to live and like a lot of people just flock what when he died a lot of people just like dropped wreaths in front of where he used to live in berlin yeah. so it was like pretty amazing but like the guy he did a concert uh like you know where the wall used to be he did a concert right. on the western side yeah so that like right next to the wall so that the people on the east side could also hear the music so it was like a fucking wow. crazy moment and uh Oh, you know that song heroes i don't know if you're a big david bowie fan no. uh david bowie if you're from the uk but but it's uh you know he used to he has like 
a multilingual version. Like he has like a German version of Heroes, English version, French version, Ero, and then like in German it's like Helden. So so he's saying like held uh, Helden like Heroes there. I can't remember which year. It was like 1980 something, like before the wall fell. But it was yeah. like just <clears throat> fucking amazing. But that's my uh, fan service no not fan service like that this is my my note as a fan of david bowie oh no like i hear rosa pretty regularly for um not being a huge david bowie fan or like not growing up like i mean i was a late david bowie fan because like i first time i realized david bowie was a guy was in the movie prestige by yep i was about to say the prestige was the first right the prestige i saw he plays tesla yeah like you praise Tesla, it's like no, Mister Mister Danton, I will build this machine for you. Yeah. <laughs> it almost sounds German for a second, but it's just like you know, he was like, oh, you know, you cannot do this and whatever. I think well, Tesla was supposed to be like, can't remember Eastern European. I can't remember which country exactly. Yeah. But uh, it's um, like Eddie Izzard, like yeah. he would just show yeah. up in movies, and I had no idea he was like yeah a rock star thing before. Yeah, <laughs> I I. I I forgot, like I signed up to participate to this script writing competition and like the, the, I'm going to, I'm going to get to the point, but it has to do with Eddie Izzard. So uh, thing is they give you like, you know, theme, character, object or something. Object was lizard and like theme was like caper, like crime heist. So I was like, I want to have this story about a guy who wants to steal a lizard. Who's like a very rare lizard called Eddie Lizard. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so wow. I didn't finish it because I it like had a to mascot work. for like a yeah I don't know Geico local ripoff or something yeah exactly like so, a regional so, <laughs> insurance company so like, yeah I you know that was during that weekend where I had to work uh, all weekend and yeah. uh, when we did our another run episode I think yeah. so I didn't have time to to work on that to finish it but it started with a uh, like scene with two guys overlooked like in that, you know, Arrested Development, uh, no, not Arrested Development, like Lost in Translation, yeah. Tokyo Hotel, you know, where they're overlooking Tokyo. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I got to steal that lizard. I was like, what? What are you talking about? I thought we we're just going to like chill out and relax. Like, no, I got to steal it, man. I mean, I mean, we have to steal it. I was like, no, but like, there's no we here. There's just you, bro. And uh, <laughs> something like that and that's where i left off but hey you know if there are some screenwriters out there let's do a collaboration i'm joking whatever (laughs) i had too much to drink already no it's all good because like uh speaking of screenwriters if there's any like uh filmmakers or anybody out there passionate about you know doing that for a living i think today what we're going to talk about is uh not a specific movie or anything we're just going to talk about where we think media, especially yeah. movies, are going. Freestyle. We're going to freestyle it because um, yeah. the thing I'm noticing more and more every time I go to a streaming service is that there's like so much at your fingertips that it kind of like, like it's sad it to say, but it kind of waters it down. Right? Yeah, it, yeah, it waters it down. Yeah. And then you have so much kids nowadays growing up with like different sorts of media that, you know, yeah. there's different types of art from now. Like whether or not you want to like believe it, TikTok is becoming an art form. Social media, quick viral videos yeah. is becoming an art form to like somebody that's for, like five, even like 10 years yeah. old right now. For better or worse. Yeah, yeah. It, it is really, it's just like people are just, I mean, d- depending on like, 
uh, I, I don't use TikTok all. I don't actually post anything on TikTok, but I just like like just like scrolling right. through TikTok, and I realize that I just like either people dancing, <laughs> people doing like DIY in their homes, like you know home yeah. improvement or whatever, mm-hmm. and like you know woodworkers doing some amazing shit with like yeah. saws and shit. I don't know it's why I'm, like, I'm getting addicted to like people just doing their jobs, like cleaning pools and like mixing right? paint. I'm like, I don't know Things why. They do it so well. It's super yeah. quick. Like, like window cleaner. There's like a window cleaner video where the guy just yeah. like cleans a fucking whole like building. And like, I don't know, like yeah. maybe an hour. I don't know. Because like, he just like splashes like, wah, 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 and then that's done yeah. and you're done. And thing is like, uh, yeah. Thing is life has become art in a way. Because people yeah. are just showing what they do, and that's their expression of who they are, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I saw there's this there's uh, for people out there who know the whole like Casey Neistat universe, like his brother started a YouTube channel, his brother Van Van Neistat, mm-hmm. and uh, he did a recent video about creativity, and it was just about how uh, he explored some like Tolstoy Tolstoy's definition of it, which was uh, how to transfer feeling to somebody else so like when you're reading a book like you're feeling what the author is trying to make you feel something or or a movie or whatever so i feel like you know tiktok instagram uh twitter to a you know twitter to me is is less of a creative outlet nowadays i think it used to be but now it's more of like an outrage outlet yeah. But uh, TikTok is still in that expressionistic phase yeah. of like, hey, this is what I do and I do it well. And hey, see how I can dance. Like I'm Charlie yeah. D'Amelio <laughs> and you know, whatever. Yeah, that whole whole thing about like um, transferring feeling, like it, at, at this point in my life, if I'm watching it, I'm just like watching it. But there's like some kid watching a TikTok right now while in the background, I don't know, there's like some financial hardship or there's like something there's something happening in the back of behind while they're doing it that like is attached to them watching the tiktoks if that makes any sense like they're 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 if they watch like viral videos in the future they're gonna have like a certain feeling attached the same way we have it when we're watching like certain movies and it's like yeah uh, as as much as i want to (laughs) like i don't know as much as i want to save like the sanctity and like just what a movie is to me and looking at it as a craft and looking at it as like from an art point of view, it feels like that's dying a little bit. I don't know. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, thing is like, it's much harder thing is it, it also like TikTok and social media makes it so that everybody can express themselves. Yeah. So like the, there, there, there are, even though there are fewer and fewer gatekeepers in terms of like making movies or publishing a book, like you can self-publish. Like one of my, one of my best friends just self-published a book on Amazon and I was like, Oh shit. You know, it's like for two or $3 or something. You can yeah. buy it on, on Kindle. Um, but, but it's like, uh, I can't remember the name. I'll, I'll try to like later in the episode. Cause like, he's a real cool, he's a really cool dude, okay. but, um, uh, he's, uh, you know, it's just like, th- there's so many ways that people can just like create and do shit. Uh, and movies are one of those art forms that take a lot of planning, a lot of time, a lot of people involved, a lot of whatever yeah. things like TikTok, you're just yourself, maybe a friend of yours, you're filming yourself or a friend of, is filming you or you're doing a co- collab or something. Right. So it's a lot easier just to punch out, you know, like a 
dance video or yeah. you just filming yourself working, yeah. uh, then uh, it's more, more, much more uh, democratic, you know, that, that way. So it's yeah. a lot less about, you know, hey, can I create this one hour long minimum or like even a 20 minute thing, depending on what you're creating. Uh, it takes a lot more time than just being like, hey, I'm going to selfie, video, dancing, whatever, put it on tripod. Yeah. Also, like if you have that talent, great. If you don't have that talent in terms of like, you know, popping and locking and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which, I don't know. Like, yeah. that, that's even becoming kind of a, I, I'm almost wondering if like even like dancing, like a lot of hip hop dancing is becoming like less of an art form because it's like yeah. uh it's probably like, hey who, who what's the challenge this week oh let's do the shuffle challenge yeah let's yeah. go and whatever you know it, it's uh it's more of a fad nowadays i feel and it's like less about skill and it's more about just kind of doing it which yeah. is like it, it feels weird but at the same time i've been kind of waiting for that day to happen where people are just kind of like doing something like that just for the hell of it and not worrying mm -hmm. too much about like how you look so I don't know. The, the thing about like movies, Michael, that... the internet is waiting for you. It's waiting for you, oh, Mike. Oh God, no! no, no. <laughs> but that's why we're doing this. This is they, they can they can handle it's my. It's waiting face for time. your. It's it's waiting for your choreography, <laughs> cut up in thirty second segments. It's been a and, while. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's too much challenge like on a beach on. On a beach in Hawaii, you know, just like ask, uh, oh, man. ask your I'm your lovely your lovely uh, significant other. No, to, we'll, uh, we'll we'll let Bretman take over. We'll <laughs> we'll let him do all that. Bretman rock. There you go. Go. Yay, I can do that. I'm gonna, like, just I want to bring it around to uh, Captain America, not Captain America, like Winter Soldier, Falcon. Yeah. The Zemo dance. The Zemo dance from last week <laughs> has become viral. And, uh, I, they, this, they made that part knowing lived, that yeah, people yeah. were going to look for it. It's weird. <laughs> thing is, having lived in Germany, having partied with Germans, because like uh, Daniel Brühl is a German guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I see every single German I've ever seen on the dance floor within Daniel Brühl. <laughs> you know, just like that sort of understated fist pumping and just like, mm, you know, like techno. It's just like... Yeah. I remember I was uh, I was in South America a while a while ago maybe ten years ago because my uh, I have a lot of family over there and uh, I sort of met some students over there we went to party and one of them was German and he was just like going from side to side not even moving really and I was like but dude like don't you want to dance have fun or whatever and he was like I'm having so much fun right now you know and just <laughs> like moving from side to side I was like that's not dancing. Uh, but you know everyone has their own way to dance and it's just like that reminded me like you know zemo dancing in madripoor in that like nightclub just reminded me of that oh, so man. vividly and I was like, you gotta see the pictures online it's guy. like uh, he, has, he has a face i've never seen when somebody <laughs> dances where he kind of has this like duck face but kind of like getting into the music this sort of like yeah it's like, <laughs> I, I don't think i've seen that face before it's, maybe, it's Daniel Brule. This, maybe it's Daniel Brule. Yeah, Germany yeah, maybe it's know. Daniel Brule. Like, I, I don't remember. I think I talked to you about it, Mike, but I can't remember if we recorded this. But I talked about this uh, guy in Berlin. He's probably in his seventies or eighties, and he, he's, he goes around every nightclub during the night, 
and just blows bubbles and everyone knows him because he's been there for years oh, yeah, he's like yeah yeah i told you about him but i can't remember if i t- if i talked about him during the podcast yeah. but but it's just like uh he he imagine gandalf on crack in berlin and that's sort of like you know what what you should expect when you see this guy so just life. imagine gandalf and, uh, but i did a vice clothes. interview of this guy yeah. Yeah. Gandalf. Imagine bald Gandalf, but like bald only on top, but like he's got some long hair on the sides and long beard and he just blows bubbles. Uh, and then people give him free drinks because he's such a legend and he's been there for so long that like no party is a Berlin party without this guy. And, uh, you know, and, and he just like, uh, the inter- I think Vice interviewed him. So probably it's search for that guy on YouTube. Bernhard. Comet Bernard. Probably, probably. Uh, oh, there he is. Yep. There's a bubble. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah Mr. Banhart. And, uh, you know, yeah. and then he, he, the way he talks about techno is like the most religious way I could talk about techno ever. And it's like, yeah, you know, he, you know, yeah. When the music keeps going, cause like, there's like a, there's like an internal progression. So yeah. like, you know, I think friends, uh, Hans Zimmer uses that for like the Batman movies or some other th- stuff. The guy who makes the music, the music for those movies. Yeah. Like there's like an, an ever growing like tension and yeah. you don't know how they do that, but like they also do that in techno. And this guy was like, ah, we keep going higher and higher. We are gods. We are godly. We are dancing on the dance floor, you know? And this guy is like, that's how he talks. Right. And <laughs> Imagine that, but in German, he looks like he looks like um. going up, you know, and looks like the Giver. Have you ever seen like the the old covers of like the Giver, the old book covers? No, no. Look up, look up the Giver. He looks exactly like him. It's he looks like an illustration from like um. He doesn't look like Gandalf. He looks like the actual illustration that would probably exist in the 30s of him. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Seriously. Yes. Yes. Uh, except I think he actually just thing is like his beard and hair. It it's almost like it forms a halo. It's like they're forming a halo on around around his head. Yeah. It's just it's just amazing. I for all the times I've gone out, I have never seen him. I probably missed him here and there. But it's just like he is no well known in in the uh, night you know night yeah. time shenanigans that happen in you know throughout berlin but yeah. but it's just like crazy so uh going back to zemo <laughs> this is old zemo what? this is old zemo thing is like it's still i don't know like just like the you know i wonder because like half the time when they film these scenes they don't have any music they're just like, yeah dance as if there's as if there's yeah. there 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 was music and, yeah. and you know just like but you know, they actually danced to the same beat, I think, although loosely saw it and I was like, oh yeah, probably, you know, same beat. But, uh, you know, sometimes you just have some people who dance on different beats and that's just like being in, uh, I don't know, Paris or something. Yeah. You know, they don't dance to the same beat. Everyone dances to their own beat. Yeah. I miss those kinds of like parties because I, I never really got into like house or EDM until probably San Francisco or New York. I feel like yeah. you need the whole environment to like get into that kind of music. Yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah. you have to listen to the um, the uh, what is it? Uh, the new techno syndrome for uh, Mortal Kombat 2021. It came out oh, with yeah. like an update. Zero. Oh god, dude. The, the new version. The Come new here. Ver- <laughs> I think they they add in some of those like sounds and stuff too, but like 
yeah, the new version of the Mortal Kombat theme song. It's like, it just brought me back to 10 years ago, learning what dubstep was for the first time. Because this is the first time, like, I've heard those sounds in a long time. Those... <laughs> <laughs> it's all about trap nowadays. But <laughs> God, it's all serious. It's, it's weird, because, like, like, back, like, 10 years ago, if you wanted a hit song, you had to throw in every like electric sound on earth and now you just need a guitar and sing about getting your driver's license what's her name olivia rodrigo oh dude i i, I don't know that song my, my god yeah no the thing is i uh at some point i decided that i only wanted to listen to old music so like uh because like i, I have had enough of of uh of this world no no <laughs> <laughs> That's why I need to party. party I only listen feelings. to the Prodigy. No. <laughs> Wait, the Prodigy as in like hip hop? Yes. Oh man, you were, oh well, you were one of those just like sitting around <laughs> listening to it on your Walkman and yeah, Mr. Midnight. Like that, over here. you know, the, the old uh, Walkman. You're Jonah Hill you on you. Cassettes. <laughs> yeah. You're probably like freestyle and put it on YouTube, all your philosophical stuff. I'm just making fun of you because I actually did that. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like you used to have a YouTube uh, channel, right? I had several that like I would get ashamed, so I would start a new one, and then I would get shamed, and then start a new one. But I had a few attempted um, freestyles. Yeah, those were the days. Anyway. <laughs> 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 no, but like I, I had a few. I had a few different ones. It's just like uh, I never really, I never really took it seriously. The thing is, I, I was really like, oh, I'm gonna make a video and that's it because like that's what real artists do. Like they don't yeah. care about shit. So I was like, I'm gonna make a video about me having breakfast, and uh, you know, and and I had something like that. And um, I don't know, like I, I made a video about I think the Berlin Wall at some point. Uh, what you but, thought about? Like yeah. No, the thing is, like you know. Uh, there are memorials everywhere. Uh, this is going to be a Berlin heavy episode because I lived there for like almost three years or three or four years. So like, uh, you know, there are memorials everywhere of like, you know, uh, yeah. the, the Nazis, the, the Berlin Wall, the, you know, so, you know, when it was cut in half and one side was like uh, Soviet and the other time, well, not Soviet, but like East and, and West. So one was more like Soviet inclined yeah. and uh, the other one was uh, more like capitalistic and everything. Right. So you have like memorials everywhere. And I remember I got really bored one day because like I had just finished my internship at the time. I was like, okay, I was waiting between finishing work and starting a new thing. So mm -hmm. I was like, Hey, I'm going to go to this memorial or whatever. So I went there and I just like found this kid's story. Uh, this guy was called Otfried Reck. And uh, he had tried to cross uh, from east to west using the subway tunnels. And uh, he died because, like, they found out and they shot him. And, and you know, depressing yeah. stuff. But thing yeah. is, like, a lot, like, I think probably a couple of hundred, maybe more people died uh, trying to cross from east to west in Berlin specifically that, that I know of. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll say you know, from an honest, like, American perspective, like, especially if you're like like growing up i really didn't know what the significance of the berlin wall was like i was just put on the tv they would do some commemorative thing once in a while yeah. or play it on vh1 for whatever i love the episode that was yeah. going on at the time and i just knew it as a wall that came down was a big deal and david hasselhoff was there that's it <laughs> I, I don't know what the significance of it was david bowie was there as well <laughs> no but but uh <laughs> 
he he uh didn't know it, it's it, it was a big deal and thing is like there are even some moments like nowadays that you still feel that east west kind of divide like yeah. i i actually heard that if you're from east germany it says east germany in your passport like in your id oh. like you know which oh, is really? weird like it, it's the same country nowadays but yeah. but it's it's um thing is like the more extreme sort of you would call like more like i i would say magatastic uh people uh are on the the former east side uh <laughs> strangely right because they used to be communist but but it's just yeah. like these people who feel like they've been uh dropped on the wayside like they, they've been left to defend themselves even though i mean the eastern part of berlin is the 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 most gentrified part because when they oh, okay. unified it was like, like we gotta fix this shit so they, yeah. they made it look nice uh and now the former west part looks worse than the former east part so it's kind of uh you know str strange strange but th uh, there's still some 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 you know i yeah. wouldn't say animosity but still some you know feeling that, that there is a difference between being a west german and an east german no i think that's just uh, but, naturally yeah. what happens because that that's a theme in falcon winter soldier which we'll get to like We'll talk about like the last three episodes eventually, yeah. but like, like there are like seven episodes. Let's just talk about the last four when they yeah. come out. Like, yeah. fuck it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that whole theme yeah. of just kind of like, <clears throat> like the downside to like with like people coming together and stuff. Downside, unfortunately, yeah. is that there's people that miss how it like was before. Because like if you if you unify people, there's gonna be people that feel like they lost what made them special. Like I'm pretty sure there's people yeah. that are like sad that they're losing a few nuances of what made east germany east germany yeah, or yeah. what made west germany I, yeah. west germany so it's no, like what's crazy is that you know like the east german secret police they used to be called the the stasi and yeah. they had informants actually 50 percent of the population of east germany was informing on their loved ones so you might have like a family of like five people yeah. and two of those people were informing on the other people to yeah. the Stasi in case like some you know they said some weird shit and hey you know it sounds a bit too west like you west know ish, like yeah. the, you we know westish we would say hi you know it's, it's like, like something hi how are you doing it's like <laughs> i love communism and you know like that you know that you know the thing is like if they said like i love capitalism you know it would be uh uh frowned yes. upon and probably put you in some cell somewhere and question you for two days and then be like yeah. now we will let you out only if you're on informant now yeah, <laughs> and I was like, oh yes, yes, I'll do whatever you want. You know, it, it's sort of like uh, I, I'm I'm making fun of it and not really, but I, I'm making light of it. But but it really was a big thing. So like when you go from that system to being like, hey, we're all unified, it's like capitalized and you know cap capitalism, yeah. and we're on the West, and you can say whatever you want to say. It's like it's a weird transition when you think of it. And it only yeah. happened in like 1989. That was the beginning of unification. Yeah. So uh, you know. Here, let's, let's see if you can swing this about back around to like the whole movie thing. How yes. is it like watching movies in Berlin? Well, is, is Berlin, is, are movies considered an very art artsy. form? Or it, it is, is it, like, it is okay. considered an art form over there. It is very artsy. Uh, you know, they, they uh, I used to go to the only, the first IMAX theater in Germany. And it was like on the uh, Sony center in Berlin. Yeah. Sony shop, the IMAX theater, museum, uh, dedicated to film, and they had a film school, I think, on top. Mm -hmm. And uh, Berlin, like, there's more of a perception of film being an art form 
Although, I mean, we watch the, we, I mean, I used to watch all the Marvel movies, all, mm-hmm. all the, you know, usual like superhero or like yeah. commercial style movies. Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, there is a, a false idea in America that whatever is American is commercial mm-hmm. and whatever is foreign is artistic. And yeah. I feel like there are a lot of foreign films that are very commercial. Uh, the, the French taxi movies that, you know, mm. Jimmy Fallon tried to do a remake of with uh, Queen Latifah, I think. I that was a remake of like... That was a remake of a French movie that, oh. that had a lot of success in French. They actually made like four movies of those. I think they made four of those, maybe five. Yeah. Uh, they tried to reboot it, I think, yeah. at some point. Uh, but like it didn't really work because they didn't really get what it was about. I think when they did the the American version, same. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, the, there's uh, that is a purely like comedy. You know, kind of. Uh, I wouldn't call it artistic. It's just fun to watch. It's just very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, but then you get those. You know, like the artist. You know, the, those kind of movies and. and uh, uh, I mean, the, there are a lot of, uh, there was like this German movie that came out last year about a conscientious objector living in Austria or something during World War II. Yeah. Uh, that, that, w- that counts more as like an artistic thing. But yeah. I mean, the, there are some, um, I feel like it is true that even though the thing is a lot of f- the film industry is funded by by the state in many European countries. So I think there's a lot more freedom to kind of explore because I think that's what the, that, you know, states will give you like, oh, we like your project, just do it. And then that's it, right? So uh, it, it, it's more, it's less of a, oh, will this make a lot of money? Oh, we have to make sure it's great. Captain America has to come in and punch, you know, yeah. whoever in the face, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, but then there are those movies, right? And they're the ones that have the most commercial success in general. Yeah. Well, that's so, why, like, yeah. uh, America tends to, uh, I want to say do things last, but they would take certain concepts from, like, other countries and their movies and kind of, like, jam it into their franchises or mm-hmm. jam it into kind of, like, uh, like an American format is because the i would say the capitalism system of america actually helps um these films be as big as they are you know that need for competition is why you know these hollywood studios are keep trying to kind of like outdo each other in terms Mm -hmm. of like how much they spent on marketing or how flashy this part is or that part is so it's like it allows for it to build up but because of that financial risk i still think that's why you know, you don't really see a lot of start stuff start yeah. from America. Like, yeah. America needs to know that the concept itself is kind of safe, and then you can build on that. Like, yeah, with I like, mean, in yeah. general, I mean, all those quote unquote artistic movies uh, usually have small budgets in right. the U.S. and in Europe. Like, even if it's like, I think uh, I, I just want to correct this vision of like. I think most people in America, when they hear like government fund is like in Europe or whatever, it's like, oh, they get all they want or whatever. It's yeah. not the case. It's like the, you know, shoestring budget, better than nothing, but it's still a shoestring budget. So, yeah. you know, like all these artsy films usually have very low budgets. I mean, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's sort of like, and then, yeah, you'll have a bigger budget for movies that, uh, 
was that movie that was made by Luc Besson, like the guy who did like, you know, uh, the, the City uh, of a Fifth Thousand Element, Planets. Yeah. yeah, Fifth Element, uh, that thing about like oh, the City of a Thousand Planets. Yeah. Lucy, that thing Valerian. with, uh, yeah. yeah, Valerian. Like that was a commercial disaster, Valerian, from what I remember. And that was funded partly by Canal Plus and also yeah. some US studios, I think. Yeah, so it's but like, like his smaller, more personal yeah. stuff actually like ended up becoming bigger yeah. like i think his yeah, first movie that became yeah. successful was uh the professional leon mm -hmm. and that's kind of the case yeah, with, with like uh, bong joon ho jean too. Renault. yeah <laughs> jean Renault. like he was he was my he was one of the actors that i really liked when i was growing up because he was in every movie in the yeah. french movies in the american movies he's always the french guy like he's in godzilla for christ's sake that's that's like, that's i was about to i was waiting like, to jam that into this conversation somehow like, what is going on it is godzilla oh you know oh man by the way i found godzilla 1998 for uh five dollars on laserdisc the other day do you oh, think yeah. that's uh, <laughs> going to be worth something one day? <laughs> I was looking at it and I'm like... Uh, I, the thing is, like, I'm one of the only people probably who liked that movie when it came out because it was oh, no, I loved at it. the time. Oh, you love... Okay, that's why you're doing the podcast together, man. <laughs> exactly. but, but it's... Uh, <laughs> but, like, I know there are some other podcasters out there that will remain nameless, uh, yeah. like uh, Mr. Sunday Movies, that they but, hate Godzilla in 1998. No, but which, I want our generation to grow yeah. up I want our generation to become like to grow up and become successful enough in the media that we can set the trend and admit that we liked all the stuff that Gen X and the boomers hated. Nobody wants to admit they like Batman and Robin yet. I loved it. Nobody wants to admit that they like Godzilla yet. I used to show it to my friends schools. and like yeah. I had the English version and uh, I mean growing up all my friend none of my friends spoke English when I grew up when I grew up. So, you know, <laughs> I was like, you know, the, and I was like, oh yeah, he says this and he says that and my friends like, oh, okay. Yeah. And with like of, deadpan face like that oh okay and it kind of goes back to what we we're talking about yeah <laughs> no it kind of goes back to what we we're talking about about like um i guess like it, like things like it's almost like movies are becoming like Let's less and less of an art ice. form because yes, like i don't know we have that art connection to those movies it's like the way somebody might feel connected to seeing I don't know, a painting of like the Mona Lisa or something modern or something Andy Warhol and feel like it's something stoic. There are people yeah. that out there around our age that have that feeling with Godzilla. So Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I mean, thing is, is like I liked the Godzilla movie when it came out and I'm sure I haven't seen it since I was probably twelve or fifteen. So I wonder probably my my tastes have changed. So I wonder if I still like it if I watch it again. Although uh, I'll I'll try that that experiment, but but it's just like, uh, you know, I, I think whenever you see something when you're a kid, like you immediately think that is this is the thing, you know, yes. I, except for Attack of the Clones, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was so confused like with the prequels before, like yeah, I I, I did not understand the story part of any of it at all but <laughs> well yeah things are like Until this the kid one. is supposed to be darth vader what yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah it, it's just i think phantom menace was a bit more clear cut you know jedi yeah. bad guy thing fight yeah fun you know whatever and then attack of the clones went into this whole like the trade federation will do this and do that and we will attack the republic <laughs> you know and you're like uh i don't get any of this and then like count dooku is like yes viceroy we will do this and that and blah blah, blah. 
and uh there's a whole scene about like obi-wan going like oh dooku i just like how okay. <laughs> how you how you and mcgregor he pronounces i will never join you dooku you know <laughs> it's just i like the way he pronounces dooku but but it's just like you know that floaty part where he just like revolves like obi-wan you must join me yeah and uh, it's like i will never join you dooku and <laughs> <laughs> but it's just okay attack of the clones except for the battle combat parts don't make any sense like i think my favorite arc is just obi-wan going to kamino and fighting against jango fett and all that shit and we actually see a mandalorian actually kick ass instead of being hit in the jetpack and landing in some fucking hole in the desert yeah. but um you know there it's the same reason why boomers and i guess gen x like mike i have a lot of cousins who are gen x and they fucking love the original star wars i yeah. don't know what their opinion is about the prequels mm -hmm. uh, i'm not sure what their opinion is about the sequels probably not stellar but they fucking love the mandalorian so it's it's yeah. just like i feel like the mandalorian just like grouped all those people together it's like you loved all these different things you're gonna definitely love this yeah right? so, so it, it's uh it sort of brings brings it all together what's weird Synergy. like disney <laughs> yeah well I'll, I'll, yeah also, like <laughs> i was kind of the lone star wars Dave nerd Filoni. actually yeah. and all of that but yeah i was like the lone so yeah i don't really know a lot of people especially older that were even really like into star wars or anything but then you find out they weren't into Star Wars because at the time, especially according to George Lucas, it was made specifically for kids. Like yeah. George Lucas, I don't like I don't think he predicted that this would have such meaning to like I don't know, when people like start to become like teenagers and start to become like adults and needing something to latch on to. But yeah, like yeah. I yeah, it's, it's like weird. would definitely not wear that cape on that day. No, it's just yeah, like, yeah, I have so nobody that even like really anal, knows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like about Star Wars details. It's just, you know, I, I'm just, thing is, sometimes I get, I get anal about certain details for like Game of Thrones or Star Wars or whatever. But like, yeah. you have to take a breath, relax, yeah. be like, it's, it's a franchise, it's content. Let's just have yeah. fun. But it's like, the details to me, though, when they, they concentrate on the details, when you watch something, you it's like you feel yeah, like is you um, enjoy it more. You enjoy it more. Like you care. don't even know why. Yeah, you but feel it's like, like they care about what they made. Yeah, it's just like they care about what happened before. And you yeah. feel like they actually cared about making this mo this movie or TV show in the best way they could instead of just putting shit out to sell toys. Yeah. It's just, uh, which is what the whole, oh, we're back. I promised before this episode that I wouldn't complain about things, but I have to complain <laughs> about the sequels. It's just like, that was just a whole fucking conspiracy to sell toys, which is almost the case for every single like mainstream franchise nowadays. But yeah. still, it pisses me off. Uh, until they realize they don't have to make toys of things that even happened in the movie. Like... <laughs> You can just you can just make toys of like a random thought now, 
I mean, they did that with Star Wars before, and then Mandalorian incorporated the toys yeah, into yeah. the actual show. But all yeah, those spaceships, like like those uh, stormtrooper carriers or something, like in yeah. the, at the end of the first season, that yeah. was just a toy. It never appeared anywhere, and then they just put that in there. It's just, it, it it's uh, you know, kudos yeah. to John Favreau and Dave Filoni. I think I've I've uh, kissed their asses enough on this podcast to know that so that they know that. Uh, I like what they do, but it's except for except for Lion King, the uh, remake uh, by John Favreau that I did not enjoy. But uh, <laughs> I mean, no, I, I enjoyed really, it. I, I didn't. Like I enjoyed it. it, but it wasn't as good. Thing is, it's like it was a fun time. Yeah. I went there with my girlfriend. We saw it, and they were like, "It's not ex- as good as the original, by far," because yeah, they're all you don't see their expressions. I just thought they did the same exact thing too much from yeah. the animated yeah. version like a lot in at least like, shot, they, for, like, shot for shot it was the same shot for yeah. shot it was the same like, it was like uh, Zack snyder's yeah. lion king basically yeah it, like, yeah it it's like, like you know you like these comics look at the movie it's the same yeah. thing as the comics <laughs> yeah but but it's just like uh that you know the scene where mufasa dies spoilers for all you fucking idiots who didn't see lion king but it's just uh <laughs> like that scene where Mufasa dies and then like Simba goes like, no, like, you know, in the move in the original movie, like, you can actually see his face like going like, what the fuck, you know, yeah. what is going on? And like in the John uh, Favreau thing is, it just felt like a huge experiment. He was just trying to test whether this could be done and it could be done, but not to the effect that I think most people would have, even though like it was one of the highest grossing movies that year, but still, yeah i i have my nitpicks but but it's just like uh you know that scene you just see it's like seeing a puppet open its mouth and go like eh, like you know when uh simba's going like nah, it's like you know no expression nothing of course it is a true to life like rendering of a lion cub yes. uh and lion cubs don't necessarily have uh, human expressions so but then uh, <laughs> it doesn't really help the story does it <laughs> or the acting or also the disparity between the vocal performances of of uh, donald glover and beyonce uh you know <laughs> yeah i think we went on <laughs> yes we did we did yeah. i did i did <laughs> and i nodded i nodded nicely in the corner <laughs> so that we can have sponsors one day <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna add anything more to what i said in our uh previous episode where we talked about that but it's just uh you know anyway just saying just saying anyway crowd i tried to i tried to bring this back around to like where do we think media is going in these movies and art form (laughs) i give up (laughs) anyway thing is movies thing is okay (laughs) there are there are movies <laughs> movies i think in general yeah. think of movies they're all in art form yeah. and the least <laughs> creative they are the more interference there was Interfer- by, by less interference the thing is like no what was i saying Interfer- so i was saying like okay so you have these artists right so you have like directors actors Yes. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. You have directors just, and you have artists. Because you have these artists, right? And, and you then, have 
You have Universal. And then you have the executives who fuck everything up. You know what you sound like right now? You sound like um, Jamie Kennedy, because I've been watching his videos lately, because he's attempting to add more to his YouTube site and trying to do, like, podcasts. And he'll just go, hey, man. So I'm going to research this guy. Malibu's Most Wanted, Scream, any of that. He just talks about, like, Hollywood was supposed to be fantasy. And now it's an injury. He's, like... He's 50 years no, no. old. Mike, Mike, Mike. Yeah. I'm doing me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know who this Kennedy guy is. is go look him the, up. You're, you're going to know his face the second you see him. Is he part of the normal Kennedy, like the usual Kennedys? or? You or know whatever? what? That's a good question. I actually never put those two and two together. I would be surprised if he was like. American comedian, Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy. Son of the mask. That was a terrible movie. <laughs> he has a whole video on Son of the Mask and his journey to becoming a blockbuster super. Tremors Five. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm, I'll I'll look at him in in my uh, in my own time. Scream Two, the re-screaming. No, uh, but it, it's uh, Scream Again. <laughs> scream Again, and uh, Scream Three. Scream, scream some more. Scream in space. and <laughs> Scream. You can't hear me scream in space. Speaking but, but of in space, we need to watch this movie one day for the podcast just because I always wanted to get around to it. Uh, Jason X, a.k.a. Jason, Jason in space. Jason um, in space. Okay, we got to watch that. We need to see that. Is it on any legal streaming platform? Uh, psh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we will see because we know there are, stream- there are legal streaming platforms where you pay, shit, pay for shit. And there are illegal ones that I have not used ever. Oh, it's on Netflix. Yay. Oh, it's not on Tubi or come on. Uh, thing is like, I feel like we should have like one episode that's just about Tubi because they keep rotating uh, Hunger Games for some reason. It's like, oh, it's back. And it was gone for like a week. And I, I, think, like, oh, it's back. I think the Lionsgate is just trying to like keep people knowing about Hunger Games. Because, like, the thing I noticed about Lionsgate franchises especially is that they tend to fade into obscurity pretty quick. Like, they'll have a big moment, and then they'll kind of go away. Like, even Saw. That's why Chris Rock is, like, doing Spiral and stuff now. But I, I think they're really trying to push their stuff so you remember it. And even, like, the Step Up movies, they're free now. Dance. Yeah. Isn't, like, I'm Blair Witch a Lionsgate movie? Was it? I remember. Things one of like, those scary logo companies. Living in the foreign country of Switzerland, we will only watch SNL from VHS tapes ordered on Amazon. <laughs> and uh, the ads were always and, uh, Lionsgate in Productions. End, in the end, it's always fine. In the end, it's always Chris Farley who farts in the pool. No, but, but it's always... He lives uh, in the van by the river. He lives in the, ran, in the van by the river. And he says like... You know, let's get you kids back on the right track. But but and it's that's why Americans like... live in vans by the river. <laughs> that's why Americans don't want to be. It like is a part them. of life. It is a part of life. The Germans they also like to live in the van down there by the river. I say so by personal experience. But but it's just uh, yeah. So thing is like uh, actually the DVDs that would have like Lionsgate ads at the beginning. So of every fucking DVD because there used to be a time. I don't buy DVDs anymore, but like when I used to buy DVDs, you have like that mandatory ad moment where it's like, do this. FBI warning. 
And then it's like, oh, Lionsgate Productions. And that was like every SNL, vi- uh, like, you know, best of Dana Carvey. Or Wait, best Lionsgate of did the distribution for SNL yeah. internationally? Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't associate that at all. Yeah. So like, SNL. everyone was like, and then you see like, you know, Blair was like, ah, she's after me or something. So I was like, Blair Witch, it's co- she's coming to get you. And then there's, you know, there's always something else. But but it was always like the the prelude to every single SNL DVD menu was the just the menu, not the <laughs> just not the actual video. It was just like having all these Lion Gates fucking ads that you know, pre, you know the pre the the prelude to that was the FBI warnings like you can't fucking copy this shit, okay? They're gonna fuck you up. Wait, did you guys but, have the like what is it? Um, piracy is stealing intros. Mm-hmm. When it goes mm-hmm. dang, 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 and like you wouldn't steal a car, exactly, and then you're like, exactly, yeah, I would. <laughs> with that, those like '90s grungy, like underground, like oh, like yeah. being a rebel is bad. And uh... <laughs> if they ever make like a '90s, early 2000s, like period piece one day, like movie, they better use that song for like the trailer at least. <laughs> you wouldn't steal a car, would you? It's like, I guess not. And then you shouldn't steal movies. And I was like, oh. Oh my God! Oh, you've opened my world to and all this like, truth. And then they like rewind it, and when people saw that, they wanted to like steal shit even more because it was cool. I, yeah, that's the like, this with the made 90s, me feel like, cool when I steal shit on the internet with through movies. The nineties yeah. and early two thousands had a very unique way of like telling you not to do something while making it look cool at the same time. <laughs> like dare. I, I mean, the thing is like. You know, uh, if you compare that to the <laughs> current like anti uh, vaping ads that I keep getting on YouTube, even though I don't fucking vape, it's just like you see this like you just seem vaping or like cigarettes, I guess, or, like cigarettes are vaping. Type. There's just like this, you know, uh, conglomeration of like little metal shards that clump together, and then you're like, oh, they destroy cells, and like, oh my god, you yeah. know, like. In the 90s, it was like, you just see some guy smoking, looking cool as hell. And, yeah. you know, it's like, it's not good to smoke because then you're like it's a like bad guy. It's like that part in um, Walk Hard with Tim yeah. Meadows when he's like, you don't want none of this. This is heroin. You don't want none of this. This is Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, we're, we're, I mean, we're both too young to, to know those, like, you know, uh, drug, anti-drug ads, you know, where they have the, the egg, right? They yeah. break an egg and then they... Like, uh, you know, they break it as, oh, this is your brain on crack. This is your brain. This is your brain on crack. And then, like, dude, if you were looking for that kind of mental stimulation, wouldn't you want to be like that fried egg? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Like, how is that a bad thing? It's like, hey, I can actually eat this egg now instead of just like eating it raw. Yeah, good point. I have to cook my fucking egg, okay? Like if I had to watch like a documentary <laughs> about like anti-drug, like the drug wars back in the 80s or something, they always played that ad and I never understood the point of it. <laughs> like, no, thing is like, you know, you want to do an ad that convinces people not to take drugs, just show somebody like, you know, on crack and like having a terrible life, you know? It's just yeah, like, but if you play cool music in the back, it's like, oh, he's dancing. So oh, like, he's real, you know, it's like, it's like, he's real, you know? <laughs> Some of the 90s it's like this fake like, life that I'm living. Like real. I don't know. 
I feel like this fake life where I'm, I'm paying a mortgage and all that shit, you know, it's like, it's not, uh, you know, that's not real. Real is being on a futon and, in some place uh, in, in uh, I don't know, in like Connecticut or something, and uh, living in a cabin. Used to listen to grunge and smoking crack. smoke crack on the floor, and now I got my life together. Yeah, I don't know. That's like I every used other to smoke crack. <laughs> like you know, thing is like there's this ad where uh, um, no, like I was gonna make up an ad, but I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> no one's paying me to make an ad on this on this podcast i don't know are we real enough can we can we like pass it off are we real raf are, are we, we are, are we are we, <laughs> are we i don't we are i know i am but what the are real you? world <laughs> we are the real world <laughs> we are the real world but but it's just like uh you know i feel like i forgot what i was gonna say but but it's just like you know, all these ads, I feel like, yeah, we, the, the central theme we're trying to say is that all these old ads or even some current ads kind of backfire. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, you know, I think the best anti like something ads is when they put uh, like where, like, I don't know if they do this in the US, but in Europe, when you buy cigarettes, they'll show a picture of a tumor, like an actual fucking tumor. Oh yeah, tumor. they don't do that here. They, I, like I've seen those before. When you, it's like the entire back of the box is yeah. like, like an X-ray or like a close-up of somebody's teeth with like no. something growing. An out X-ray of it or is too tame. You have to look at the actual fucking lung that's fucked up after yeah. like twenty years of smoking, and you're like, okay, I'm not gonna smoke. You know, <laughs> like you know, have to shock it. people into not doing things that are bad for them. You know, but but then it, it, it's uh, because it's like, oh, this is cool. I feel so. I feel like the Marlboro man. I'm a cowboy, you know, or, oh, I'm a bad guy. Oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a naughty boy. When did they stop having like the Marlboro cowboy? Because I've never seen, I've seen Joe Camel in ads before. I've never seen the Marlboro man Yeah. The last time I saw the Marlboro cowboy was in a small movie theater before Harry Potter, like the first one when it came out, you know, that was, I think the last time I saw a Marlboro ad and, the whole fucking theater was filled with kids. So <laughs> it's like, well, you want to taste the, and this is Switzerland. This is not the U S no one fucking has the, the, the far West in Switzerland. Like I was living in the far West of Switzerland. There's no cowboys over there, but, but it's just like, you know, and then you have this as like, Oh, cowboy. Oh, smoking. Maybe when I turn 15 or 16, I think you can smoke when you're 16. I think in Switzerland, but wow. like, you know, uh yeah tobacco is not good. tobacco, tobacco is wacko tobacco is wacko that that I'm used to be a th- yeah i don't know if you had those ads what is it tobacco is wacko if you're a kid that was like a thing no i never had that it was just like i don't know it's just uh when i was growing up the train that i used to take to go back home from from school because switzerland is known for trains uh like they, they used to have like a smoke in the uh, compartment and yeah. there was a, there was always the same teenager because I was like 10 or nine and this guy would always smoke weed in the uh, cigarette section of the train. And a friend of mine was like, well, oh, I'm going to go. And I was like, you know, when you're like nine or 10, you don't know what marijuana is, I guess. Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, well you know, why, why are you going there? That's the smoking section. It's like, you're going to fucking smell smoke. And then uh, she was like, uh, 
oh, well, I like the smell of, of what he's smoking. And then like she opens this revolving door and then that was the first time I smelled weed in a train. <laughs> I was like, okay, I see. You know, years later, I get it. But like at the time, I didn't get it. And uh, yeah, you know, and that's why I'm going to start talking about the topic of New York legalizing weed. Oh, yes. And Hawaii <laughs> still not doing it for some reason, <laughs> even though we're, we're kind of known for that. It's like New York's not like the most well known for, for weed, but it's, it's it got legalized. I know it's in a lot of the states where it's like, that's not the first thing on your on your we're, mind. We're so Hawaii far from is, the movie being art as a topic right now, but uh, yeah, let's go. We we already gave up. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> we're gonna do more on this. <laughs> See, all you guys listening out there, this is an art form to kids in mm -hmm. the background now. Listening to we're, we're freestyling. This is like, you know, like when you yeah. go to those like, uh, what are those called? Like po beatnik some stuff, beatnik poetry or whatever, like slam poetry yeah. or. Can't remember what it's fucking called. Yeah, like those like just people like goofy movie kind of. Yeah, things. they're like, oh, I agree, and then they snap their fingers, right? And, yeah. and uh, you're blowing so much bad vibes everywhere that we're choking on your secondhand smoke. And all yeah. this is a joke. <laughs> that was. Oh yeah, I wasn't freestyling. That was a quote from extremely goofy movie. I know, but I'm gonna say all this is a joke. Oh, are we going? I didn't know that was a quote, but I'm freestyling. Are we doing? Oh, are we doing this now? Are we gonna make with, our with, audience cringe? With okay, snap, we're gonna do with, it. with finger snaps. All right, included. It's a smoke. If you're a joke, but if you're woke, you might smoke dope, which will make your head fry like an egg, like those old ads in the '80s. It'll mess with your head. Oh. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I am. Okay. Sam, I am. I am Sam. Sam, I am. I am Sam and I love ham. Why was that movie? And I don't give I a Sam. damn about your Sam there. because <laughs> Sam, I am. I am Sam. <laughs> I don't give a damn about your ham because I am Sam. I should write that down. Yeah. You guys should write that down. Listeners. I don't. Yes. I. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> Where do we go? I feel like I'm like. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, whiskey. I feel like I'm no, getting but, secondhand uh, drunk right now. <laughs> it's it's flying across the the lower forty eight, and the part of the Pacific Ocean, all the way to Hawaii. Uh, Aloha. You're, you're feeling Yay. the fumes of my of my bullet bourbon, but it's it's. Uh, Bullite. They don't. They don't really spell it as bullet like it's a normal bullite. person. It's like bullite. <laughs> it's like a light bulb. Bullite. Bullite. Would you like some bullite? It is like coke light, but it is bullite. Okay. It is made from crab essence. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what commercial that was. Where at the end, he was trying to get the guy to pronounce Bud Light, but he kept saying bullite. It was like Bud Light, bullite, Bud Light, bullite. No, I say bullite. Okay. Fuck you. No, but, <laughs> no, but, but it's just, uh, you know, um, it, it's just, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Uh, but, but I was saying, uh, I don't know what's crazy. I, I don't know what we're talking about anymore. What, what are you talking about? I, I, I lost it. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, here, let's try to end it for the last 10 minutes. Let's try to, um, 
go back to the whole movie and media. What was the topic? It I hope like, none of my bosses are listening to this. But it's why just, not? You're, you're copy. If you weren't doing this, they'd be surprised. I'm a copywriter. I I uh, I'm meant to be dysfunctional as a yes. person. Advertising. <laughs> advertising. Well, we can talk about advertising. Like it's just I don't know. It's just I feel like <clears throat> advertising is the only place where an artist has is like surrounded by people who aren't artists oh no and, that's other right? industries like jamie kennedy <laughs> going back to like him, jamie kennedy he, he, he talks about it that like every time he wants to push something there's like execs that are yeah. like no we want to protect their life and whatever it's like that like like i feel like whatever we're doing in the ad industry is just like what if you want to get paid for being doing something creative this is just what your life is going to be like there's just a lot of pushback yeah around people trying to protect the money oh, yeah blah 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 stuff the thing is i like the variety i feel like if i had to work on one thing for like a year i would like blow my brains out it's just like i need <laughs> i need that like okay we're done after a month okay and then i'm working on something else and i'm working on something else and then oh this and that and you know it's just like the variety i enjoy it uh yeah. but but it, it's uh i think you know there are two different types of people in terms of working some people like stability and having the same thing every day in and out whatever other yeah. people just want to mix it up all the time and, and uh i think ad advertising people are more like that uh yeah. and then probably people in the film industry i mean most creative endeavors are kind of like that except yeah. that i feel like when you're like a solo artist you're kind of stuck with yourself and you yeah. don't necessarily have someone who's like, oh, you know, you can't do this because the clients won't like it. You know, it, there, there's no pushback. And I feel like the pushback forces you to be even more creative to fix some yeah. issue that you yeah. didn't think was an issue, but you have to do it anyway because you're getting paid to do it. You know, and, um, uh, uh, Adam you know et cetera, et cetera. From, yeah, Adam Levine. Then you from, come up with uh, a better Maroon, solution. Yeah. <laughs> no, the the leaser from uh, Maroon 5 basically said that, like, he he said he he was like oh there's no bands anymore and I guess there was some controversy, but then there was some article I think it was the Guardian or one of those like they're writing that he's basically right, and the downside of having, like, not a lot of big bands nowadays is that that's kind of what would make, um, like a lot of songs better is that you're surrounded by five people you have to negotiate with all the time, yeah. so yeah. if you're frustrated about something it comes out nicely if you're happy about something it's like other than like it's like when you think of the Beatles it's like yeah everybody had like except for Paul McCartney and John Lennon everybody had like one hit song right yeah but nothing like continuous like there wasn't like a continuous like catalog of work that could connect with people as like when they're together basically so I don't know how did I get into that I don't know. I, I've, uh, well, <clears throat> I'll keep on oh, yeah, talking solo. about it, the, so the Beatles topic. <laughs> but thing is, like, I think thing is like when you're within a, uh, let's say, if you're within a team or like a group where you can't constantly challenge each other, that is usually conducive to better work usually. But then, like, you'll always have some examples of people just saying no because they just like saying no. But but it's it's uh, but then it, it is when you're by yourself and you just, Oh, I like this. But then like art, as we said before, at the beginning of this episode, I'm bringing it, I'm bringing it around. I'm, 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 you know, uh, it, it's, 
it's about transferring what you're feeling as an artist to a audience member or like someone. And thing is how you think is not necessarily how everybody thinks. So you have to have that like pushback, someone telling you, Hey, you know, people won't get this if you say it like that. So you're like, okay, I have to rethink, fix it or fix something. And then like, Oh, this is so much better. So it's always like, you got to keep challenging yourself and having people to challenge you most importantly, because like, wow. yes. yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm actually, I'm actually making sense this week. No, <laughs> doing good stuff. Doing good yeah. stuff. Thank you, whiskey. But, but it's just like, uh, <laughs> but it, it is like that. And uh, I think sometimes uh, I resent people telling me, that what I did was sometimes I resent criticism, but that's part of like your ego and whatever. But then uh, you have to accept it and then try to see how you can make it better. And uh, I feel like some people don't necessarily do that or they just think their way is the right way. And you're not necessarily right. You're not, you, you know, it's, uh, you might be, but I don't think you're right. And you have to get people to test you and to like, you know, it's the same, uh, you know, I got my COVID vaccine this week. I got my first dose. Yay. And it's sort of like the, the same concept goes with it, like your immune system. Your immune system only works if you if it keeps getting tested by microbes and germs and whatever. So like your creative talent will only get better if you like meet adversity in the face and try to make things better. Mm-hmm. Thing is like some things people are criticized, but they're good. So you have to fight for those. And other things are not so good that you didn't realize they weren't that good and you have to fix. So it's always like a give and take a little negotiate, an inner negotiation of how you can make things better and something that you're satisfied with and other people are satisfied with. But then for sure, there'll always be someone who's never satisfied. And, you know, you shouldn't cater to that person who will always bitch all the time. But you have to, like, you know, surround yourselves with, uh, with people who know what they're talking about or at least have constructive criticism instead of being like, oh, this sucks. And, you know, it's just like, uh, that's what I've learned from advertising. And I think that's what people should learn in whatever creative or even like mildly creative activities that they're doing out there. I know that a lot of our listeners are from uh, listening from San Jose and pro, you know, San Jose is known for having a lot of, uh, you know, start, you know, like these tech startups, tech things. I'm assuming who you are, but like for once I'm actually giving some constructive criticism and constructive advice this week. Cause I usually bullshit about movies, but and now I'm going to stop talking because Michael, uh, I haven't let him talk for like the last hour or oh, so. No, I, I, no, I'm letting you, I, I want to see how long this goes. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I have run out of juice. No, you uh, haven't. But, you were on a uh, roll and then I looked up. <laughs> I'm not then you looked up and judged me with your eyes. No, I looked up with your eyes with your Augen as the Germans say. But yeah. like, um, you know, I looked at my email. That's what I was looking at. <laughs> Don't look at your email. Look at me. Here, here. Look. look at me with your, with your eyes. With your eyes. <laughs> no, but, but, 
<laughs> the thing is, like, I think I said what I wanted to say, but you know, uh, if I keep talking, it'll just be repetition. But but it's just like I feel for any of you guys who are listening to us out there, uh, you know, I am usually a very very timid person, but this podcast lets me talk about things I want to talk about. Sometimes I say things with you with timid, like ever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I I am. I think of myself as timid, but it's just because I I don't know, maybe America has rubbed off on me, but, but it's just like, uh, you know, uh, I rubbed off. We could just make a Bowie song. Bowie. When America rubbed off on your personality. What is that? (laughs) What was that? America. in the space station but it's just uh, <laughs> uh that was my sprite but uh it's just uh you know i got uh my my role has stopped rolling my role is done yes. my dice have been set my my uh, my speech has uh, been spoken uh yes <laughs> My uh, usual, my usual speech where I always bitch about Captain Marvel <laughs> every fucking episode. <laughs> I'm oh, not man. gonna say it this time. No, but well, we know. went back to the prequels somehow. <laughs> we went back to the prequels again and again. It's always like prequels, sequels, the sequel trilogy, oh, and uh, Captain Marvel. When's the next Star Wars related oh, thing God. coming out? I don't even know when. You know, I thought that Ryan Johnson's trilogy was dead, but apparently it's still going on. So I'm like, ah. Yeah. Can you believe Mandalorian season two only ended in December? Like, I, I feel like it was like it a long like time ago. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It feels like it's been like ages ago since yeah. I last saw Din Djarin crying his ass off when, <laughs> you know, Grogu left with Luke or like a somewhat CGI remade luke i still think they should have asked uh sebastian stan to to play luke but i think i heard that he says he said that if mark hamill gives his permission he will play luke if they ask him but he needs mark hamill's permission to do that because they they look so similar they really do and uh i like sebastian stan as an actor and and uh i like the way he's played uh you know, Winter Soldier, and apparently in real life, he's kind of a nerd. And uh, as Anthony Mackie said in one of his interviews, like Sebastian Stan is one of the most boring people he's ever met. Which is pretty in line with uh, Luke's character, because outside Mm -hmm. of the stuff, he's pretty boring. (laughs) Outside of the... Thing is, he's pretty boring. Uh, Thing is, the Jedi stuff is super interesting and everything else. There's nothing else to his character. It's all, it's all, it's all Jedi stuff, but I'm not going to, but that's part of who he is. He's a Jedi. He wants to get power converters. Uh, and, uh, you know, <laughs> but I went against the power converters, but you know, it, it's, uh, but I heard that the, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show has started production officially uh either this week or last week but like you know with hayden recently christensen back with and uh hayden christensen there were some other new cast members like who there was uh there's benny safdi i didn't know he was like getting hired as an actor he was one of the safdi brothers he did uh oh, that did yeah, a yeah, uncut yeah. gems and yeah time. yeah so 
So Obi Wan, I want to take a look at who the cast was. Obi Wan. Could know who be Obi Wan, who's in the stars and he's Obi Wan, and that's why how David oh, Bowie Joel, would say about Obi Wan. Oh, ice cream soda. Oh, oh, hot is in it. Oh, who's in it? Uh, Han from Fast and Furious. Oh my Something. God! Just as busy playing. Somebody's gonna drift across across <laughs> Tatooine. <laughs> he doesn't for at least one scene. He's like, gonna drift. Just to, like, and he's gonna be like, "I'm getting this a burger for his bitches." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, what was the name of your ship? Tokyo. First, last name Drift. First name Tokyo. That's the name of my ship. And uh, <laughs> oh man. And uh, yeah, he's definitely gonna drift across the sand, the sands of Tatooine. But um, it, it's uh, you know, I think if they only keep personal opinion, I'll probably say the opposite when it actually comes out. But I feel like if they just keep uh, Kenobi in, on Tatooine, it might get a tad boring. Uh, if they just keep him there, they'll probably but put he, him like next to a waterfall for like variety. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I he know. could just battle a crate dragon like uh, the Mandalorian and yeah. get some, you know, realize how he can scare off the uh, Tusken Raiders with a. You know, with that song, with that yell or something. It's like, I can't remember what he does. But it's always like, uh, uh, a lot of people just check their, like, headphones to be like, what the fuck was that sound? But it's, um, you know, uh, I don't know what's happening with, uh, what was it, like, Rangers of the Republic or something? I think Gina Carano was in that. You know, actually, actually they, that was the rumor, but I don't think they even really went into yeah what that show was supposed to be they never confirmed like, that it was they, just yeah they never really confirmed what the show was even about or when it took place right so yeah i, I mean knew. i can't remember is it rangers of the new republic or just yeah. rangers of the yeah i mean it's probably post you know uh return of the jedi but it, it's uh yeah i don't know it's just like there's so much stuff that they that they could explore uh between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy uh you know just having just knowing more about the republic because i feel uh, the new republic because i feel like we don't we didn't know anything about the new republic mm. and then in the force awakens it just gets obliterated yeah in you know 10 minutes and, yeah. and like you know oh i didn't know that was a thing yeah and well, when is this, this high is republic first... going to come into play yeah Hi Republic. I got the audiobook for I think the first one that came out, which is like about some disaster happening in in uh, hyperspace, and uh, I don't know. It's just very kind of zoned out a little bit. Uh, I feel like the I think the High Republic is on a tightrope right now because I think you know the true uh, I wouldn't say the true but like the the really like expressive. You know, originalists, fans hate the the New Republic or the High Republic, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think some people are giving it a shot. Uh, but I don't know, because I, I, I believe that this is a pet project of the, uh, what's her name? Something Kennedy, you know, her whole cabal Wait, are you at serious? Lucasfilms. 
Yes, sorry, Ka- Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, uh, I thought you were making a joke because you've. No, Jamie Kennedy. Dude, another one is called J- Kennedy. Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy, Jamie Kennedy. They're all they're all related. You know, Schwarzenegger, Schweiger, Kennedy, whatever. They're all the same. But it's, <laughs> but it, it, it's uh, uh, Schweiger. No, but but it, it's um, yeah. I think there's like a cabal. You know, they're from, you know, the YouTube investigators or whatever there's like you know two groups mm-hmm. it's like the kathleen kennedy squad and the you know dave filoni squad i guess and um i don't know thing is i i don't hate the high republic i don't necessarily love it but you know i'm just fine with it but i don't know what they're going to do with it i feel like once they make it into like a video game or a movie or a TV show. I think people, more people will be inclined to get into it. You know, they do it well, but you know, from what I've heard, uh, Ryan Johnson is selling the picture in terms of, of his uh, new uh, trilogy. And, but I know like Taika Wakiki is, is doing his own, uh, YTT doing his own, is his own thing, uh, his own movie. So it's like, uh, I don't know. I, I just, isn't Waikiki in Hawaii? Uh, Waikiki, yeah. Waititi, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if that was like the same like word. Just because mm-hmm. like T and K in like Polynesian languages tend to be um, interchangeable. Like old Hawaiian, he's not Hawaiian, but like at, for an example, for something Polynesian, old Hawaiian is, you would say stuff with a T and mm-hmm. the later newer Hawaiian would be a K. So yeah, technically his name would be Taiko Waikiki. So that's interesting. <laughs> Taika, if you were if you were a modern person. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of Taika, I'm where can we watch what we do in the shadows except for uh Canopy? Because oh, our man, local don't libraries know. don't use Canopy. So I'm trying to like I don't know. Figure it's out uh, what I'm thing is like I'm I think you can you, you can't see like uh, what we do in the shadows used to be on Netflix, and yeah. uh, I mean, what we do in the shadows, the TV show is on Hulu because it's an FX TV show. But the the actual movie that came out before the TV show, I uh, I, I don't know where where you can see it uh, legally, but but it's it's uh, you know, I highly recommend uh, the the TV show though. It's a bit different, uh, but I feel like it it has the same vibe, and yeah. they sort of upped the ante a little bit. But, um, you know, I think Taika's, you know, like uh, Jojo Rabbit is on HBO Max and uh, Hunt for the Wilder People is on Netflix, uh, which is probably one of my favorite movies of the last five years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where they introduce the actor, like that kid who was in Deadpool 2, the guy who burns shit. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what his name is. Well, like he's he's one of the main guys in there, and uh, you know the guy who played the the guy with the fedora in the first Jurassic Park. Uh, I can't remember what his name is, but like the actor's name is Sam Neill. Like he's also in that movie. Uh, I recommend that one too. But it's uh, yeah, we we've gone through a a myriad of of topics uh, this week. Yep, and I think uh, we're just gonna give an extra long episode, and we're not cutting this down. You're going to hear yeah. all of it. Yeah. Yep. Ha ha ha, audience. <laughs> the thing is, they're actually surprised that we actually cut down all the previous episodes. Oh, yeah. 
I don't know. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna Joe Rogan this and have just these long episodes that may or may not go somewhere. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, well yeah, see. like uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, let's find it. I gotta find this movie. Anyway, uh, can't think of anything to talk about on my end, but uh, we're gonna. I'll think of something. So yeah. anyway. I know. I've I given my this. speech. I've given my speech. I'm done. Uh, so the, you guys can, I was thinking about doing a, maybe next week I'll do a, like, you know, uh, that song where, uh, I think it's like a Joel, Billy Joel song where it's like, dun, 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 you know, it's like Apple podcast, Spotify, blah, 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 blah. Tune oh, we in. didn't start so, the fire. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't start the fire. Like we didn't start the podcast, although we did, but um, it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Audible. We're also on uh, Bullhorn, Overcast, CastBox, Radio Public. Uh, I believe there is another one that I'm missing the name of right now, like Verbal or something like that, but we are on most podcasting platforms. Also Google Podcasts, I forgot about those guys. But uh, yeah, and then you can uh, also follow us on Instagram at what we binge on Instagram. And uh, that's it for me. So uh, peace and like. <laughs>